RadioInfluence.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I'm joined by my very good friend, Chef Anthony Santos. How are you, Anthony? Good. How are you, Tracy? I'm good. I'm good. And you know, I can't stop looking at all your little Instagram stories on your dinners in the dark. So we need to catch up on all that because I still haven't been to one. I'm in the dark about your dinners in the dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last time we talked was October. Um, right. A lot has changed with this dinner. It's definitely one of the coolest projects I've done uh, thus far. Definitely one of my favorite private dinners. Yeah. I've actually had a few people reach out to me because they know that you and I know each other and they've actually brought it up and they've asked me if I've been to one. So we need to make that happen and I will pay top dollar. <laughs> I have no problem with well, that, but uh, let me I want to go. Let me know which day you can come on the March one. My next one is March 15th, 16th and 19th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely pick one of those dates to make sure I'm not out of town for work. That'd be awesome. Are they all in Tampa or in St. Pete or where are they at? Yeah, they're all in Tampa, um, near Seminole Heights area at this private location I do it at. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be a great experience for me. So yeah, definitely those dates sound pretty good. So I'll definitely get back to you. So kind of, yeah, let's catch up. So tell me about these dinners in the dark. And like I said, I'm very intrigued by all of your postings and your stories. And I think what you're doing is it's really captivating. Yeah. So my dinner in the darks, we started in October and it's been very interesting. Um, some things I've learned is that a lot of people's tastes are very different from the next person. Mm-hmm. I've learned that a lot of people, they taste food and they think it's one type of food, but it's very similar to another. So like food gets very referenced together, okay. um, like cumin and curry, for instance. Um, a lot of people have said that like, oh yeah, um, that dish you brought out, it had uh, curry in it. I said, no, it was actually cumin. So like a lot of, a lot of people's food knowledge and, um, understanding of like ingredients definitely grows with this experience because a lot of those people were like, oh, cumin. And I guarantee you when they taste cumin again, they'll know the difference between that and curry, you know? Um, it's also interesting, a very valid um, discovery that I've made is that COVID has changed a lot of people's taste buds um, and tastes. That's interesting. I, I never really thought of it that way. So what do you, like, in your opinion, how has it changed? Uh, it's just changed. Uh, some people when I, because in between the courses, I go in myself and I go, all right, guys, what if we had, let's start naming some ingredients. And the most popular ingredients that come to mind that are obvious in the dish come first and then some of the dish, some of the ingredients that I added, that I added, you know, maybe a lighter version of, or um, the way I layered the dish when I played it, it was maybe not, you know, as showcased as the other dishes or as the other ingredients. So they'll be like, yeah, you know, um, I tasted spinach, uh, romaine, um, but what was that uh, sauce on there? It was, it was strawberry, and I was mm-hmm. like, no definitely not strawberry it was you know this and their reaction is just like no i swear like that was strawberry and i'm like no it was not it was nothing even close to strawberry on there it was actually fig the ingredient that the person was telling me that was strawberry like they literally would bet their whole paycheck it was strawberry um so it's just interesting and your sense of smell is heightened as well 
Um, some people lost that too. I had a couple clients that when they came to the dinner, they, they could barely smell some of the dishes because they've had COVID previously. Um, so it, it was just interesting um, just to hear a lot of people's feedback. You get to hear and Right. All sorts of things. I have to laugh for just a second because I do not have COVID. I've taken the test twice in a week, but I have not been able to really taste or smell in about seven days with this wow. crazy. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time. Um, I've been traveling a lot this past week for work and I can't even taste food that I want to taste as I actually, um, I had an opportunity in Orlando yesterday to go to a restaurant and I thought, you know, what? I'm not even going to bother because I can't taste anything. It's just, I've been miserable. <laughs> so I've been Jeez. having a lot of soup, but anyway, yeah, it's just, it's weird. I just, um, I'm very prone to ear infections. I, for whatever reason, I seem to get at least one a year, but this one has been the worst. And, um, I still, after a week do not feel good. Has it gone to the other ear yet? No, it's only in my left ear. And it feels like okay. when I'm talking to people, I feel like I'm shouting, but yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. completely clogged that up. And, yeah. That happened to me. It actually went to the other ear and I was oh, like, wow. no way. So <laughs> I went from one ear, then the ear was fine. Then the other ear, and then that ear was fine. Then both. I was Ugh. like, great. This is so, yeah, you just feel out of loop and you don't feel yourself, but that'll go away. And then hopefully, if not, by the time you come to my dinner, you'll, <laughs> exactly. have, no, you'll have no choice but to taste and smell because you can't see. So yeah, your no. sense is high end. It's pretty cool. It, it takes a while. It takes a little bit of time um, for your senses to high end. And um, the room is completely pitch black, mostly, about 90, 98%, 99%. Um, we have night vision goggles now for our next dinner. So we're excited for that. Well, how is um, someone, how am I going to, like, do my social media thing if I can't see what I'm eating. No, I'm uh, serious, you post but... before. Okay. Yeah, you post before, and then after you can actually share what you think because you know you know more than anyone when you go out and you try food. You know, it could be plated beautifully, and then you try the food and you're like, oh, because it was plated so nice, it must taste good. But sometimes that isn't the way it is. Right. And with my with my dinners, it's very challenging because people are not looking at how beautifully I plated. Even though I still plated really nice, even in the dark, um, it's all about the taste. Can I cook? Can I combine six plus ingredients and make an amazing dish? That's really what I do with this dinner in the dark is four courses. I try to do at least six ingredients and more and try to create some really innovative dishes um, for my clients, I don't use any like wild game or anything like that. I use proteins and vegetables that everyone is familiar with, um, just because no one has really experienced this before. Now, once I can get like the general population of Tampa to do this, then I'll do some crazy dishes where I can introduce some some meats that maybe people haven't had or. Um, you don't have on a normal occasion and then I could really, you know, have some fun with that. But until then, I'm just going to do what people are already familiar with now. Just see how they are. Um, honestly, a lot of people are very good at the ingredients as well. Um, they're very good at picking out. They know what is what, which is really cool. Um, and it's good. Even people guess, you know, some stuff that I like, there was one dish I had a chimichurri and they're like, oh, that chimichurri was perfect. And it was like only one person that said that. And I was like, thank you. I'll say thank you for that. Other people were like, yeah, that parsley 
red onion olive oil you had was good. I was like, okay. And then the other person was like, oh, chimichurri. I was like, all right, cool. So it's interesting. I, you very, know, very interesting. I have to say though, I was just like, I was just kind of listening to you right now and thinking just kind of in my own terms, like this would actually really be a good exercise for me personally, because every time I go to eat, I'm obsessed with taking pictures. And sometimes like yeah. my kids pointed this out. They're like, mom, you spend 10 minutes photographing your food by the time you eat it. It's, it's cold. cold. You know, yeah. why can't you just enjoy the moment? Enjoy Put your it. phone away. Yeah. So this would actually be a good exercise for someone like me. Who's always, you know, attached to my phone. <laughs> you have no idea how people go crazy. Cause I make them turn off their phones before the dinner. I don't collect <laughs> it. Right. Um, just cause I don't want to, I just don't want to be that kind of event. I, I just be an adult and turn your phone off for an hour and a half. Um, so like when we do like the bathroom breaks after the second course, you know, they'll turn their phone on right away right. and just like have to look at it. And it just makes me like, man, I'm, I'm not like that. If my phone's off for an hour, two hours, that's a two, four hour break for me. You know, I don't like need to look at my phone. If I didn't have to use my phone to market myself, I probably would never be on my phone to be honest. But I need to be more be- like because that. <laughs> Yeah, because of the world we live in and, you know, the businesses we all do, you have to either market yourself and you have to work through your phone. So it's definitely difficult, but it's it's funny that, you know, turning off their phone for an hour, hour and a half really provides them some peace of peace of mind as Mm -hmm. well. Definitely. It's actually another funny thing. So I have, um, I have a birthday coming up. No big deal. I try to forget about him. But one of my friends, he's, um, he's from my neck of the woods in California. He's, you know, a little bit older than me. And I always joke, I call him my uncle. And he said, so I'm going to take you out to eat for your birthday. And he mentioned Rick's on the river, you know, here in Tampa, which I've been to gosh, one time, like 10 years ago. And the first thing out of my mouth was, that's amazing. I haven't been there in so long. I can get some great photos. And he goes, you and your damn photos. He's like, can you just for once in your life, put your phone down and go enjoy the moment? Because he doesn't do social media and all that stuff. But he was he was being very serious. He goes, you're like my my little sister. He goes, I just want you to take a break from life and enjoy the day. And he goes, I don't want to see you taking pictures of your food. And it actually got me thinking for a minute because um, he wouldn't be the first person to tell me that. <laughs> I get it all the time. Well, I would have said, uh, I would have said, all right, then you take the pictures for me. Because <laughs> well, they think it's that easy. No, no, they think it's easy. Go ahead. Go take a very great photo picture, please. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of what people post aren't great pictures. Food was probably amazing, but the way they took it sucked. Mm-hmm. The way you take your photos is actually really good. And it takes time to take photos. Do you think any of us want to wait for our, want to risk our food getting cold to take a picture? Right. No, <laughs> we take it because we're passionate, we care and because of marketing, yeah. you know, and it's, I think people should just look at that in a different light. You know, it, it's a lot of work when you see a food picture and you like it understood that probably got cold being taken. <laughs> you know, yeah. so just appreciate the art and what you do is definitely art. You know, I like how you blur out the background of your food pictures so your food stands out. It's skin. It's not easy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I tough. do. I, you know, I like to be real and especially, you know, I don't really have very many social media clients anymore just because my 
new job takes up most of my time, but I was actually visiting one of my, um, one of my clients today and I felt so bad because I had not been there in got since September and we're already in March. It's shame on me. I mean, I, I, so I went there, invited a friend to meet me. I needed to get some fresh photographs, but when I was taking pictures, I had a few people come up to me and they're like, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I'm taking pictures of the food. And one of the, this lady came up to me and she said, you are the reason that I came here to eat for the first time. And this was, um, she was on a business lunch with a group of friends. And she said, there was something you posted last week, a certain chicken dish. And she goes, I saw it. And it literally made my mouth water. We came here last week and we're back again. And she actually made a point to tell the owner. And I always try to really make sure that my pictures are real. I do see a lot of restaurants. They manipulate the food dishes. They, you know, put different stuff on them, you know, oils and things like that. But I'm all about being real because that's, I mean, what you see is what you get. I want people to know that this is the dish exactly as you're going to get it. Like you look at some of the fast food places like Burger King, they put their, you know, burgers on TV and the commercials and it doesn't look anything like that when you go. It's not, it's, it's food styling. So what they do is they inject the mustard, all that they layer it. Most likely the burgers held with a toothpick. Oh yeah. But when you get that burger in the drive through it's thrown together in three seconds and looks like shit. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> but that it burger that true. you get in the drive through that burger you get in the drive through doesn't sell burgers. Exactly. But the burger you see on the menu, that's what sells. And I've I've always been advantageous to that too. You know, people see my food pictures, they're like, Oh, um, that's not how you serve it. I'm like, Yes it is. The ridiculous food pictures that you see of like four squirts of like a sauce and like a <laughs> cucumber rolled up mm-hmm. with a flour and an onion. Like, no, that, that's not what someone's eating. It's art. It looks beautiful. It's pretty, but you can consume it. It might taste good, but you would exactly. not eat that on a daily basis. But yeah, I'm all about being transparent. And that's one of the differentiators that we can provide for free. It's just being transparent. Right. Absolutely. You know, I have to just bring this up with you, um, just kind of off topic, but have you heard of the, um, it's true food kitchen. They just opened and Tampa uh, Midtown. Yes. yes, I have actually. Well, okay. I feel kind of silly saying this. I had no idea they had so many locations across the country, but I actually ate there last week and my friend who actually is my, my hairdresser, her, um, her salon is in Tampa's Midtown. And she has been talking about this place forever. And so I invited her to go with me and I had no idea how long they've been around and just kind of their whole concept. And it was, I had such a good time and I, it really made me kind of look back at how you can really enjoy really good foods when they're just made naturally. And I don't know. I mean, I have to say, if any of you are listening, you have to look up true food kitchen. They do a great job. I mean, I had a vegan pizza and I am far from vegan. I'll tell you that, but it caught my eye. It was a butternut squash pizza and it was one of the best things I've ever had. It was fantastic. I was just blown away. And, um, I just, I think it's a cool concept, but it kind of made me think that they really focus on just being, you know, simple and nutrients and ingredients that are just healthy for you. And sometimes it's not going to do the pizza have ricotta cheese. It was a, and, v- uh, a vegan ricotta cheese, yeah. Wow. And yeah, it, I'm looking at it right now. It looks really good. You would never know. When I had that pizza, I mean, it definitely, t- it reminded me of the fall. 
it just had all those flavors. It was fantastic. Yeah. But it was funny because after I left there, I started thinking, I thought, you know, this is what life is about, you know, and food. When you're just tasting the basics and less is more, why get so fancy and make something that looks crazy? It's just, it all goes down to the taste. Yeah. And that's kind of why what you're doing, I'm really intrigued by. And I need to, it's going to be a good exercise for me to come and enjoy one of your dinners and not take any pictures and just really focus on the senses. What what I do that is off camera, off, you know, people don't see mm-hmm. is sourcing the food. Right. So I'm a big believer on, if you get the best ingredients, your final dish, as long as you execute, it's going to be amazing. So I literally drive all over mm-hmm. when I do my dinners, even my sunset dinners and my private caterings. I go and source food where I know it's, it's good, where I know it's coming from a good place. You know, there's reason why at once at store A, filet mignon is this price and then at store B it's this price yeah. it's because where they're getting it from and, and sourcing really good ingredients is why you can you probably tasted that flavor they probably use all organic ingredients they probably mm-hmm. use well sourced ingredients you know and those vegetables are probably uh, probably grown in a very very good farm it's really hard to make that stuff yeah, pricing is really going up. I was at one of my local neighborhood markets last night and um, I love broccolini and they had like just a small little bundle of it was like four sixty nine. And I thought that's a little high. I mean, it was fine. I still paid for it. I don't care. But yeah, pricing Where? has, um, it's the inner bay meat market in oh, South Tampa. Well, pricing <laughs> increased because of this whole war. I, I know, but I've, I really noticed it because I, I go there for specific things and, you know, I'm not going to, I go there for like meats and stuff like that. I'm not going to go there to get, you know, like paper towels, which I actually did yesterday just because I didn't feel like going to the main grocery store or Publix or whatever. But I, I yeah, pricing is definitely going up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's everything. going up. And, yeah. and we have to tell our clients that our price is going up mm-hmm. and they don't like to hear that. Well, but you know what though? I understand it. I mean... I do. I see it every day. Thank and you. Not everyone does. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what, what's the biggest thing is transporting these ingredients. That's what, right. that's what's going on. So. Oh yeah. I'm an expert at that, especially with my career of recruiting. It's difficult. I mean, there's such, you know, there's so many labor shortages and especially in the trucking industry. I mean, I see it from all different aspects and yeah, people just don't want to work and you know, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole other podcast topic. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So are you, um, are you going to be expanding your dinners in the dark to other cities other than Tampa? Like Miami? I know that would be a good, good market for you. Um, I definitely want to go to Miami. I definitely want to do one there. Um, I would probably do this in Miami. Then Maybe Orlando, see, maybe, you know, people traveling would might want to do that. Um, California for sure. And um, New York, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want to grow this. I just want to do the pace that I'm doing right now. It's mm-hmm. super private. I get a lot of backlash all the time. People are like, oh, is this a scam? It's like, no, it's not a scam. It's just a private event, you know 
you obviously haven't been to one because that's how they are. Is they're just you know very private. You pay for your ticket, you show up day of. Um, it's a red carpet. It's really beautiful. We temp check everyone at the door. You get treated like you matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times we go to restaurants and we don't matter. You know, we're just a reservation on a list. We sit down. We get served whenever they want to serve us, but they give us the bill. You know, for my event, you show up, you are the most important person, you know, at that time. And that's how I want all my guests to feel. And then I seat them individually myself. Once I'm done preparing the food, I come out, I talk to everyone personally. And then I seat everyone and we get started on this magical night. It's it's probably one of the coolest um, events I've done, for sure. Definitely. Well, yes, definitely count me in. I, I'm <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like my my son today, I picked him up from, uh, well, he actually didn't go to school today. I had a, they had a weird day off, but I had to take him to work. And he's like, mom, it's been a week and your voice still is jacked up. I said, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping I can start feeling better. Yeah. It's just weird. I, I hate this. It's been, it's been a week and counting and I'm just like, oh. I'm actually going to Ocala, Ocala, Florida. I know such a great place, but um, I'm actually going next week for a few days and I've been doing, I always look to see kind of where I'm going to be and if there's any interesting restaurants and they have some pretty incredible places, especially when you go on Instagram and look, I was impressed. You have to tell me when you go there. I will. I'll send them to you. I mean, you need to hit the springs at least one time. Well, see, that's the problem. When I go Just for connect. work, I, I would love to, but that would have to be a separate trip because usually when I work, I go to the city, I do my, my work for the day, I'm done at five o'clock and I just have time to eat. And then it's like, get up the next morning, same thing. But I, I have to do, I have to share this with you. <laughs> so I was in Jacksonville almost, it was about two weeks ago. And the same thing, I always look for places. And right where my hotel was, there was a donut place called Good Dough. (laughs) And I thought, okay, the name alone has sold me. They did donuts for Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, sorry, my voice is so messed up. They actually had Bill Murray's face on them. And this place was so cool. I walked in and I was just completely captivated. Their donuts were fantastic. But the one thing I had to get, and I still haven't shared it on social media, but I will, it was basically their version of avocado toast, but it was called avocado. So they took donuts to use as bread and then they put avocado and hot sauce. And it sounds crazy, but it just worked. And it was one of the best things I've had in so long. Oh, it was amazing. That sounds really good. It was, it was really good. They did a great job. I mean, their flavor combinations were just interesting. And it's always nice to kind of find those places when you're traveling and you know, that's kind of what I do. I like to find places that are unique and different. I've been exploring a lot of Orlando lately and, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, you never know what's out there unless you really look. Definitely. <laughs> you really have to go to this restaurant Chatham's in the, in uh, Orlando. It is the okay. best restaurant I've ever been to. I'm not even kidding. It, well, it's in okay. the shopping plaza, which caught me off guard. And there's just a, <laughs> The food and the service was amazing. Well, was I'll, so okay, because I'll actually be in Orlando for a couple of days the week of March 15th. And um, I have a funny story about Orlando, and I hate to, you know, I don't ever like to oh, say. I have a funny story, too. A very funny story <laughs> well, for Orlando as well. I don't ever like to say 
anything negative, but this, this is more comical than anything. And maybe this will make people laugh, which is what I always want to do. But I was in Orlando in January. And so I had a, a conference for work and just, there's just sometimes where I'm just tired after working eight, nine hours. I don't really want to go out and eat anywhere. I want to stay close to my hotel. So I was at my hotel, which is, um, do you know where the, the mall at the millennia is? Yes. I'm not, like I said, I'm Orlando is just, I'm new to it. So it's kind of like this, you feel like you're in your own Disneyland and there's all these hotels and like shopping centers. So this place came up that was called the licking. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a chicken wing, a soul food place. I don't know. Cause like they, they have locations in Miami and Chicago, things like that. So it was literally a quarter of a mile from my hotel. Perfect. I'll go there. So I walk in, the place was packed. I mean, packed. Every single table was sat and it was kind of confusing because it looked like more of a to go concept. Cause they had a big counter with the menus, like, you know, almost like a fast food place. So I was a little confused and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So I asked this girl, I said, do I order or do I sit down? She goes, I'll get you a table. So I waited for like 10 minutes and she finally sat me. So she sits me down and then she kind of disappeared. And then I turn and look and she's literally sitting at a table with a box of donut holes and her video camera and or her phone or whatever. And she was like popping the donuts into her mouth, doing some sort of TikTok <laughs> thing. And I'm like, okay. I need to go. But I was like, all right, let me give it a chance. It's just the name alone. But anyway, long story short, she brought my food out. I ordered a wing sampler. It came out literally in less than five minutes and the wings were ice cold. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were already cooked. They were, but I will say this, the flavor was really good. Um, I ended up taking them to go. I went back to my hotel and I was staying at a residence inn. So I had a kitchen and I was able to heat them up, but yeah, it was um, interesting to say the least. And I thought if those wings would have been hot, that would have been, it would have been a much better experience. But I, I did get right. some laughs out of it. I'm not one to like complain. I thought, okay, she's doing her thing. But yeah, it was like, I'm not sure if I'll be going back there, but <laughs> yeah. it's just like I said, you always have to, you have to kind of try everything when you're traveling. Yeah, it definitely was the name that got me on that one. <laughs> Yeah, but I'll definitely look into that that place you recommended. So you'll have to message it to me because I'll forget after this. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, awesome. So now if anyone in the Tampa Bay area would like to go to one of your Dinners in the Dark, what is the best way for them to go about doing that? So go to Dinner in the Dark Tampa Instagram. There's a link in the bio um, okay. to a website. And then you could purchase your tickets. They're 120 right now. Okay. They used to be 150, but they're 120 now. That comes with the four course meal and the experience. We also have a bar as well, and that comes with photos. It's pretty much the whole vibe. It's it's definitely worth your penny for sure. Um, you could purchase your tickets using Venmo, Cash App, um, PayPal, Zelle, whatever's easier for okay. everyone. That's convenient. Um, it's listed on the website, so pretty easy. <laughs> Okay. And are you doing... We only have a few left, though. I have less than 10 for each day. Oh, sure. So okay. please, I better... everyone, hit me up and get your tickets. Okay. Well, I promise you I will look at my schedule and definitely because I, I need something different. <laughs> I'm just, awesome. like I said... I would love to have you there, especially <clears throat> to comment and let yeah. me know about the flavors because the flavors of these courses are 
are definitely something I'm super proud of. I love combining flavors, expected on especially unexpected flavors that people right. are expecting to come. So, and this this will definitely be a great experience for me. And I'm always looking for something different, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, Anthony, again, thank you so much for you know for your time. I know you're a busy guy. We ne- we definitely need to meet up for lunch sometime soon. Yes, we do. We're both yeah. very busy. But yeah, let me know. Thank you for having me again. And I'll see you in the dark. All right. Sounds good. Have a great day. And thank you. you every- thank you. And thank you again, everyone, for listening. And don't forget, a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to go to download and listen to your favorite podcast. Thank you. collective bargaining agreement in major league baseball how does this impact the players who now have to stand by and wait for a report date you've heard of load management and athlete management maybe workload and tapering but what really goes into balancing athlete and player performance you might be surprised at how simple it can actually be and in sport of course we're at the mercy of the competitive schedule but could we be doing a better job the NBA will tell us all we need to know. If you like to pick the winning team, you're really going to need to hear this. We're talking athlete and player management on this week's episode of Crush Performance. Crush Performance with Jeff Crushell can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.